KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Early in the pandemic, there were a lot of stories and anecdotes about people wiping down their groceries before they put them away because it was unclear what kind of risk they posed for the spread of COVID-19. Now, this has led to some interesting research, not just for what it proved about the threat some groceries, specifically fruits and vegetables, found in open-air bins in grocery stores posed for the spread of COVID, but also who did the research. Dr. Vishal Shah is a microbiologist and associate dean at the College of the Sciences and Mathematics at Westchester University. He teamed up with his son, Anand Shah, a student at Charles F. Patton Middle School in Kennett Square, to put together some impressive research that showed it was highly unlikely for the virus to spread from the surface of fruits and vegetables to people. Had the chance to talk to Dr. Shah about how all this came together and what it was like to see his son take the reins on this. Give a listen. So just kind of give me the origin story here. What led to to this research? I mean, obviously, you know, especially early on, everything was how is COVID? How can we spread it? How can we get it? But what specifically kind of led you to look into this? So one day, as coming back from a grocery store, me and my son, we went to the grocery store. We came back home. And the practice we had at home was, okay, the grocery comes in. Everything gets cleaned before it comes to the house. And he asked me, Dad, we are microbiologists at home. Uh, Both his parents are microbiologists. And so why are we doing this? I'm like, we don't want virus at home. We don't want to start spreading it. And he asked, has there been any studies that indeed shows that it spreads through it? And that's why we are cleaning it. And as a scientist and as a professor, the first thing I asked him, I don't know. Why don't you check it out? As a curious eighth grader, what he does is he goes to CDC website, he goes to WHO website, and everywhere it said there is no evidence that it spreads, and there is no data that shows it spreads. And so that's kind of like the fallacy where unless and until it's proven that it spreads, we assume it's not spreading. And that is when he said, Dad, I would like to check and investigate whether indeed if virus is present or not, so we can provide a confirmation to whether the guidelines is true or it's false. And that's how the whole study started. How does the research work? What do you guys do? Kind of just take me through the ex- the research. So once he decided he wanted to do this, the first and foremost challenge he had to overcome was he needed a lab where the testing can occur for the SARS-CoV-2 because understanding that our lab was shut down because of the COVID, most of the university was remote operation. He contacted most of the labs in the country and he did get a feedback from Assured Bio in Tennessee. And they said, we will test for a discounted fee. And that's when his real research started where he and I had to quarantine for 14 days to make sure we don't spread the virus on fruits and vegetables. Of course, we could not get tested. That would have been easy, but that was not possible. We went to the grocery stores, 10 grocery stores, 14 different types of fruits and vegetables. But the key here was the grocery bags because grocery bags were the control. So they are still there, they are out there. So if the virus is just present in the air, we had expected to see it in grocery stores. And so once we got all these 140 fruits and vegetables from 10 stores, grocery bags, he swapped everything. We shipped the samples to Assured Bio and they analyzed the samples, they sent the results and Anand did the analysis and then the publication came through. And what was found? he found was of the 140 fruits and vegetables, 
Of course, then we could not analyze because of certain inhibitors that were present, either some chemicals or something. But of the 130 which we, we got the results, only one sample was positive, only one. And all the controls came back negative, which implies that on the surfaces of fruits and vegetables, which we find in grocery store, there is almost insignificant chance of the SARS-CoV-2 being present. So in other words, we don't need to worry about the virus coming to our home from the fruits and vegetables. Did And did this, it sounds like it didn't surprise your son. It just, it, it basically uh, showed what he had thought. Did it surprise you? It did surprise me because to me at that time when we start, if you remember back in the summer, the virus is spreading through the air. It is through the droplets, aerosols. And when I was doing the shopping with him, you see, you know, most of these fruits and vegetables are high-touch fruits and vegetables. So imagine avocado. When we buy it, we touch it. Mm-hmm. And so it, this everybody's touching it to feel it and what is remaining. Okay, you are taking a fruit or a vegetable that God knows how many people may have touched, may have sneezed. The droplets from the air would have come. So I had expected a few more. But as a scientist, you know, you're always happy sometimes when you get results that proves you wrong for the good. What's been the response to the research? For him, it's been an experience. So you can imagine for a 13-year-old, you are getting, you know, your research cited in the newspapers. You're getting research cited across. But the biggest response is the emails that we have received that says that, thank you. From now on, I don't need to worry about wiping the grocery when I bring it. And those emails from the people you don't know. From the general community, that makes you feel that your research had an impact in the society. What was it like to do this with your son? I mean, it sounds kind of like he was driving the ship for the most part. But I mean, you know, what's it like to, to, to work with him on something like this and to have a 13-year-old be interested in something elevated like this? I think it's one thing at that age to ask the question. And wonder. It's another thing to, well, you know what? We're going to dig down on this and we're going to figure it out one way or another. As a father, it always makes you feel proud that he did not give up the day after seeing the CDCWHO website, argue with me, talk to me, discuss with me, and then say, okay, dad, I'm done. No, he persisted. That is the best feeling a dad could have that your son persisted with the answer. He says he loves science and he thinks science is the only thing that resonates with him. But when you see it in action, it makes you believe that, yes, he may have found his core passion. Life is too big, far ahead. He has long journey. It just makes you feel proud and happy. And that moment when you are out there 14 days quarantined in a room with a 13-year-old, that's an experience. And it's a, I'll tell you, it was a very good experience with a lot of monopoly, a lot of games and it was a good bonding time so something good also came out through that too you mentioned the feedback has there been scientific feedback from people that like you know you mentioned the general public and that's important and i think this is where this research would really you know hit with people because i remember people spraying stuff down as they brought it in the house and stuff like that um you know within the scientific community what have what has he heard what have you heard so when this publication, the, you know, the first draft goes out, traditionally it goes to two or three peer reviews and they provide the feedback. 
So his work went to five peer reviewers. So it's kind of like, you know, opposite when as a high school kid or a middle school kid, you see your work go to five peer reviewers. The feedback was so positive and the changes normally that you need to make were mostly in the formation of sentence and stuff like that. And the best compliment he received was, this is one of the simplest study, but the most impactful study the scientist had seen. That was, I think, the biggest compliment he has received from the scientific community, that you don't need to design complex scientific experiments that goes on for years to prove something. Sometimes it could be very simple, but it could still be impactful. And you talk about his love of science. Does he have a new project on his agenda, like seeing that how well-received this was? Is there something else that he wants to, uh, another project he wants to pursue right now? He's already bugging me. Dad, we just did the grocery aisle. We need to start going down the aisle and see if the entire grocery experience, all the way from the cereals to the jars to even the freezer handles and the dairy section, is it all virus-free? And if it is, think how much good it would be for the people. So that's his next project he has lined up. He wants to just continue this, but different aisles and see if the virus is present on the surface. And you talked about the one lab in Tennessee that did the testing for a discounted given the work he's put out there now, are you anticipating it being a little easier to find somebody to, to, to work with? I hope so, but I understand the reality right now is every lab that does COVID testing is swamped, and we never want to take the testing away from the public health aspect. Like, this research is impactful, but we need to be mindful of that. So I think that's that one thing that I keep telling you, that when we contact, we need to understand that there are times when people want to collaborate, but they just don't have the bandwidth. And hopefully in coming weeks, we may slowly as a country start turning the curve around the pandemic and slowly things will start getting better. And I'm just curious, with the peer reviews and everything, was there anyone that market like was surprised? Wait a minute, this was from an eighth grader? Like, uh, you know, is it put on there that... His eight, or did somebody to come up in conversation, they thought they were, it was the work of a grad student or something like that. If they were surprised, they did not express it. <laughs> but no, it was, I think for most part, the work itself kind of sometimes says it all. And it depends always, of course, you know, in the scientific community about through the editorial process and through the system, what they employ. He, he never felt, in fact, it was very well received. He, one of the scientists from New York, when he called, and they both were chatting. The biggest feedback he gave was, Anand, understand that what are the lessons you are learning? Keep incorporating them in the next project, but also in your next four years of your high school. Because sometimes it's the lessons you learn in the small projects that are very critical in your high school journey and the journey beyond. And those kind of f- feedback that extend science into the real life was, I think, where the scientific community has been really good in giving him the feedback. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon. We'll have another episode out soon.